0: Hello, and welcome to the Walk Around Podcast. Our goal is to share with you the insights, the skills, the processes, and the leaders that are influencing the retail automotive landscape today. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Danny Vendrell, joined by Nick Funch. What's up, Danny? Good to be here today. Just living the dream, Nick. And our guest today is Tony Carroll. He is a senior automotive strategist at Google, where he collaborates with individual dealers, dealer groups, and OEMs to consult on Google's digital solutions and to develop scalable programs that support brands and drive results. So just to kick it right off, Tony, I got to say, senior automotive strategist at Google, you got to have an awesome perspective about what some of the opportunities are that dealers are facing right now.
1: Hey, happy Friday. Thanks for having me on. Uh, that that would be an understatement. Uh, we certainly <laughs> see a lot. Uh, traveled. Uh, this has been a great run. Uh, I really enjoy here at Google uh, I, as you Kind of mentioned earlier, I spent some time in retail and uh, and then was in the OEM space for about 12 years before being onboarded at Google. And it's just been it's been a wonderful experience. Um, got to meet a lot of great folks like you guys and travel the country and meet with dealers, which is what I love. And yeah, there's no sort of opportunity out there. I think even dealers would admit that. it Tends to be an antiquated approach sometimes to this business. Sometimes we're a little slow. We're a little slow to get, um, get on board with some technology, but hopefully we can talk about some of that today.
2: Yeah, I'd love to. And I guess I'm curious, how, how did you get Or Walk us through a little bit about your history and how you transitioned from kind of retail uh, into the OEM world and now into really the technology space.
1: Well, I think you know, Google, Google cares a lot about automotive. And uh, it's, it's a space that, you know, as you guys know well, if you're not in automotive, uh, it can be difficult to kind of come in and, and speak the language and understand uh, what the clients need. Uh, and I think it's no, it's no uh, surprise that some people that find themselves in automotive, even unintentionally end up being in automotive for their entire career. Uh, it's just, there's kind of a running joke, I feel like, in automotive where people say, yeah, you know, I'm still in automotive or it sucked me back in but had a really enjoyed the OEM space. I liked retail as well. I learned a lot of retail. It started out as a college job to just kind of help pay for college. And then that turned into uh, working for an OEM. And at the time it was Daimler Chrysler. So dating myself a little bit, and, but uh, had a good time there, learned a ton and then and ended up at uh, going to work for Gulf States Toyota as well. Uh, and then what happened was Google was really looking to put together an automotive retail team. And I just had the pleasure of being on that team for my first two years at Google, and our role was really to help go around the country and educate and empower uh, the the OEMs, the regions, the field, the dealer community on how to really make sense and use Google tools um, efficiently and how to work smart. We don't have you know a giant sales force, uh, which we did. You know we don't have Googlers that can go around and call on dealers one on one but we really do our best to try to work smart and scale and provide best practices through, uh, through things like our dealer guidebook and working through partners like your family there at SET uh, there in, in, uh, in Florida. Um, so it's certainly been uh, a good ride and, and I'm excited to talk to you today. It sounds like we're going to talk maybe a little more about F&I today, uh, which is always something that's been a passion point of mine. Yeah, for sure. Um,
2: For sure. So, as you kind of um, have gone through that journey a little bit, you've seen the business evolve. What, um, and you know, it's evolving quickly. From your perspective, I mean, what are you kind of most excited about as we kind of sit here at the beginning of this new year?
1: Yeah, um, you're right. It it has changed uh, significantly, and I think COVID essentially um, was a big catalyst for gosh, five, six years of change to happen all in, in about five or six months. There's a renewed effort around e-commerce, which I think is undeniable. We've got to move forward from an e-commerce perspective and make it easier for customers to do business with us online. It's something we've been saying for a while, but to actually do it is another thing. It requires cultural change and we have to really embrace technology. And um, Sometimes that's just tough to do uh, in, in a dealership. We have Um, old ways of doing things and cultural change can be really hard. But uh, that would be one of the things I'm really excited about is there is an obvious move uh, to to a a bit more of an e-commerce platform. And I think that, you know, when you have that, uh, you're, you can really measure uh, much more effectively because you're able to then watch that customer journey from where it began, maybe on search or uh, YouTube Uh, and then watch it as it, as it comes to the dealer site and then performs an action and then it becomes a store visit. uh, Or, um, or in this case from an e-commerce platform uh, they uh, might conduct business online and actually convert online, buy their car online. uh, And then you just essentially end up making the delivery.
2: Well, I think what's cool too is, you know, in that e-commerce ecosystem, the customer journey being so critical, it allows a, a dealer to allocate resources according to what to, to where they're getting the best bang for their buck in return for their dollars instead of just, you know, the old newspaper ads and television ads and just trying to spread it around. You can certainly be more targeted from that standpoint.
0: Yeah. And I think, Tony, something stuck out to me from what you just said. You talk about this shift to e-commerce and all the touch points along uh you know, the customer journey, whether that be YouTube, search, Google, how they interact with with the dealer's site. You mentioned that that requires a cultural change. What does that mean to you?
1: It means that folks that have been in the retail side of the business for a long time that are used to, uh, I know we talk about it a lot, guys, but, you know, the up bus and, um, you know, we, we sort of enjoyed this luxury of not maybe responding to leads quickly because we know that, um, we have maybe, maybe we're really turning inventory fast. Maybe we don't have a giant day supply and we've been able to kind of get fat off the fact that customers are coming back to us. But, you know, look, let's face it. Uh, new car margins are not getting any bigger. Uh, that's been a trend that's been happening for quite some time. I think it's going to be imperative that we're paying much more attention to uh, our media dollars and, and start focusing a little bit more on ROI and understanding what is that best dollar spent? Did we have full transparency into that media dollar? And how can we measure its impact, you know, even across channels, right? To be fair, Google's not the only um, way to spend our dollar and, and we'll be the first to tell you that. But it's certainly an important channel. When we look at sales, and we look at search interest, there is a very high correlation. In fact, when we index those two numbers, it's almost a one to one correlation. When you look at new car search interest versus new car registrations. And so, you know, with that fact, we have to take a really hard look at search if we're in the business of selling uh, new cars. So it's certainly it's certainly something that has to be on our radar. We have to think about search, we have to think about e-commerce and making it easier for them to do business with us. And for some dealerships, you know, that's just not on our radar. Even here in 2020, going into 2021, there are some very successful dealerships that just aren't, you know, taking advantage of this yet. And I think it's working for them right now, but I don't think it's going to work for much longer. I think that train is really leaving the station and it's going to be, we can only survive so long off of, um, you know, kind of the old ways and the old media. Uh, It's really, it's just really, it's really time to embrace, embrace, you know, change and technology especially things like search and and YouTube, which is something I'm really excited about that I hope we can uh, talk about today.
2: Yeah, I'd love to. So maybe in both of those kind of channels, search and video or YouTube, if I'm I'm, I'm a dealer, I haven't really kind of started down that path, maybe more specifically with YouTube, what are some simple things I can do to kind of knock down uh, maybe some anxiety about either YouTube or kind of becoming more efficient with my search for my store?
1: Yeah. With, so, let's start with search. And with search, I would put this back a little bit on the dealer. And let me yeah. explain why. You've got to educate yourself on, on these tools. There's, there are some dealers that are good friends of mine. I consider them family and I love them. Uh, and if I asked them uh, what newspaper ad they ran last month, they could tell me what the stock number was and the fine print. They could tell me exactly what that picture looked like. Um, if I asked them about their direct mail piece that they ran last quarter, they could tell me exactly when it dropped how many uh, households it went to, um, you know, what the average Beacon score was for that. And they'll know, you know, Mrs. Smith came in holding that mailer. But if you ask them about search, uh, often we hear something like, ah, I've got a guy who does that. You know, uh, let me talk to my my search gal. She's awesome. Let me bring her in here. I really think that as dealerships, we've got to be more involved and start educating ourselves on how to hold our partners accountable and ask the right questions. And the way that we can get started doing that is to pay attention, be engaged and and reach out to partners like Google. And like I said, Google's not the only one there's, there's other companies out there that are that that play in the digital space. Um, And these companies provide guidebooks, right? They provide best practices and these are free. They're just out there. You can go and, and, and uh, download them. You can listen to uh, webinars and uh, podcasts like this that get recorded and shared, and then you can then start to ask questions of your partners about how you're going to market and spending those media dollars, and it'll really help, you know, hold everyone accountable.
2: So if, you, if you're a dealer, um, what questions are you asking from Jump Street of your partner? Nope.
1: The first thing I'd ask is how we're measuring success. Okay. I think that's critical and it's something that has gotten a little lost over and recently. And, you know, what happens essentially is like technology moves really fast and we've had incredible advances in machine learning. It's really completely transformed the way that we live our lives and, and conduct business. And in many cases, there's even something called the machine learning effect where it's like we don't even realize machine learning is all around us. We just kind of take it for granted, but it's, you know, we have to understand like how quickly this space is changing and, and and educate ourselves on how to measure success. So for example, years ago, we might focus on something like impression chair, which tends to be more of a static media metric, which basically that's, you know, how many times that your ad showed when someone looked for you, right? That's okay. Nothing inherently wrong with that, but technology evolves, right? We, we, we get, we get more and more, um, tools in our tool belt. And if I'm a dealer today and I have 100% impression share, but my sales went down, I'm not a happy customer. Yeah. Right. And if I have someone else come in and maybe I had less impression share, but my sales went up and my phone calls went up and my leads went up and my store visits went up, then I'm really happy. Right. Impression share is just this sort of static media metric that just kind of lives over here that we can manipulate however we want. So one of the things I want to do if I'm a dealer is I start to measure things that matter to me. So I want to talk about business outcomes. I want to ask how many store visits I have, which is a which is a success metric that Google can provide. Uh, unfortunately, it's not available to every store in the country. There are certain data thresholds that exist to, to receive uh, store visits. And you do need to kind of educate yourself on what store visits are. You know, they do have a 30-day look back. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you allow enough time for these store visits to come in before you Um, before you see how effective your media was. Uh, I also want to look at phone calls, how many people called me from those ads. And then there's a real hidden gem that people don't talk about a lot, and that is click for directions. Okay. It's another great one that, you know, clearly shows that someone is expressing intent. They want to actually drive to your store, right? They're clicking for directions from a Google ad, and all of this is measurable. You know, one of the things I learned when I was selling cars was, People tend to get a little cautious and even scared when they're about to buy. So often, if you're across the desk from someone and they're about to actually purchase a car, they, they can get nervous. And, and that means they're about to buy. So, as a salesman, you need to be aware of this, right? Well, if someone is about to buy and they're nervous and they don't want to call you directly, what do you think they're going to do? <laughs> drive by. They're going to drive by. They're going to, they're going to come see what inventory you have on the ground. They're going to maybe drive through on a Sunday when you're not open. And how do you think they do that? They go to Google, they look for the vehicle they want, a dealership near them, and then they click for directions and they drive by. And guess what property Google owns? Google Maps. There you go. Right? So, you know, it's, it's just important for dealers to look at those, those, those actions and get away from more static media metrics, like talking about, you know, CPCs and impression share and some of these things that sound really cool. But when it comes to tier three, when it comes to retail, it's really not something that the dealer should be focusing on.
2: And so uh, how to measure success, one question. What? What's another, do you have any other kind of good questions a dealer can be asking, um, you know, as they are using to self-assess their own, their own kind of strategy?
1: Sure, you, there's, you know, search is certainly important. And I think that's low hanging fruit. So like, we want to make sure we're covered on search. That's kind of like, super basic one-on-one. If someone's looking for you, you need to make sure that you're showing up uh, because often it's the last thing someone does before they buy. So, you know, I would ask uh, either my internal teams or my partners, I would ask how my search accounts are structured. Um, And and at Google, we have some best practices that we share with the retail community. We did that back in 2017 through what was called the, the Google dealer guidebook. Uh, and then we did it again back in uh, February this year at NADA. And that was uh, Google dealer guidebook 2.0. So um, I would ask them, Hey, are you, what's your relationship like with Google? Are you adhering to these best practices? And can you tell me more about that? And look, you know, these agencies are working hard. Oftentimes they are on, um, they're trying to, you know, give you the best deal and value possible. So they may not have a giant staff are they're, they're doing their best to, um, you know, give you, a a reasonable monthly fee. And so they are, they're trying their best to scale. And, um, and so they may need some time, you know, I'm not saying that they should have the perfect answer every time, Uh, but if they don't have any answer, I'd worry about that. You know, they need to, they need to have a basic idea of what the best practices are that are shared from Google or Facebook or anyone like that.
0: So you talk about search and there's the opportunities there um, understanding what are the success metrics and, and how could that play into um, spend, but as well as kind of month over month, looking at the success of ads, looking how people are coming in, interacting with your store. And then you mentioned video and YouTube as well. What are some of the opportunities there that you see for dealers, especially coming into this new year?
1: Pretty massive. I mean, so think about it like this. You know, right now, if you and I go and we meet for a beer, not that I would do that because I don't like watching sports and drinking beer, right? <laughs> we meet for a beer and uh, we're watching Monday Night Football. Well, the way it's currently set up is, is we're going to get a commercial and it might be for Lowe's or Home Depot. And what they're doing is they're hoping, they're doing their best to target that demographic and they're hoping that maybe 1% of the, of the population is in market, okay? Um, that's been going on forever. Nothing's changed. They can't come in our living room and say, Hey, Tony, Carol, we know that you're really into fishing. So we're going to serve you this ad for a fishing rod, you know, um, or Nick, we really know that you like Starbucks coffee or Dunkin donuts or whatever it is. They just don't have a way of doing that. It's impossible, but YouTube does. So all three of us can go to YouTube and go to watch, you know, Michael Jordan highlights and we could all get served with a very different ad based on what we're interested in what we're in market for. And the power of that is really, really mind-boggling. I mean, we've never had anything like that in the history of marketing, right? So I think dealers today, for, for the most part, are not taking advantage of that. They just simply, they know YouTube's important. They just don't quite know how to go to market, what product to use, what do they do with creative, how do they measure success? And, you know, we get it. I mean, uh, dealers didn't grow up in this space. We know that it's, it's foreign to many of them, but I would say that YouTube is, is at the top of a very short list of resources that dealers have today that they're simply not using. And guess what? It's all measurable, right? When you go to market with YouTube or search, like, there's no question like, hmm, did someone see that? Or did someone engage with that? We literally tell you, okay, you had X amount of million impressions, you had this percentage of people actually watched your entire video, you know, with the sound on, uh, and then you had this many engagements, they clicked for an appointment, they clicked to go to your website and all this is really great stuff because then you can start to get a better idea of what worked and what didn't.
2: So how do you get started in that space? I mean, you, you need content I'm imagining, right?
1: Yeah. You, you know, uh, this book has been, um, you know, criticized by some and loved by some, but, uh the, uh, you know, good to great talks about getting the right people on the bus. Yeah. And you got to have the right people on your bus. I mean, I think dealers today have so much on their plate. They're worried about personnel and inventory and, um, you know, OEM relationships and floor plan. And, and the last thing that they really have time to do is go be a SEM expert or a YouTube expert. And so you really, you, you really owe it to yourself to hire a trusted partner that who's an expert in that space and who has a direct line to Google and is, and is attending, you know, our um, you know, many industry events and is fully up to speed on uh, changes uh, in this space. I think it's really hard for dealers to do that on their own. So that's step one is really, is really getting the right people on the bus. And then step two is kind of going back to what we mentioned earlier, which is you got to educate yourself on this stuff and start to have an idea of like, you know, how to measure success, the questions to ask, to hold people accountable. And here's what's funny. It all, it all comes back to the things that matter to you anyway, right? If we cared, if we wanted to razzle, dazzle and talk about impression share and, and CPCs, that really doesn't matter to a dealer. Like what matters to a dealer is selling cars and getting people in there, in the F&I, in the box, like getting cars over the curb. Like that's truly what matters to a dealer. And so the beauty of this now is that we're in a space today with with our tech to start to optimize toward these business outcomes. So how great is that, right? Like now you can literally go to Google and say, hey, what matters to me is driving the, the following high value actions. Or what matters to me is actually getting people to my store. I need physical store visits. And then you can go to Google and literally tell Google, okay, here's my budget. My budget is what it is, right? It's X amount of dollars per month. Google, I need you to optimize through machine learning everything that I do in my campaigns. And I want you to drive as many of these actions as possible on that budget. So see how you just now like kind of simplified your life. And so then you're going to let machine learning tools, which can do this much faster and much more efficiently than the humans can. It's just a fact that's been proven over and over Instead of having humans go in there and manually bidding and and sort of using their gut uh, to say, well, we need to maybe change this campaign to do it a certain way or we need to manually bid in this adjustment. You basically tell Google, I need to drive as many of these conversions as I can. And then you're off to the races. And then you can test. Test it at 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. And you can start to see, did this work or did it not? But you're going to see that it worked.
0: It's awesome. So we talk about going to market, getting started, defining success. And one of the things that you mentioned too is just creative and in the ads, what do they look like themselves? And so I'm curious, just with your perspective, like what does a good car dealership YouTube video ad look like? Like what are kind of the best and brightest ads kind of doing, what are they talking
1: about? Good question. We actually have some really helpful information on this. And I so wish that I knew this stuff off the cuff really, really well. Um, I kind of know enough to, to hold my own, but I can tell you that you need to dealers really need to embrace what what's referred to. We have, we have some incredible people here at Google um, that do it's a product, a, a team called unskippable labs. And they're essentially going in and constantly testing and seeing what creative really resonates and what do people engage with. And one of the things that's very clear is that the human element is very important. So you want to make sure that you have that in your ad. And by that, I mean like someone's face, like someone who, yeah. they that, that human element, like someone that they can really see in there. So if you have a, uh, maybe your best salesperson or someone that's really personable or really relatable, uh, if you're in a market that maybe speaks um, multiple languages, you know, you have people at your dealership that probably speak those languages. and And so you have this great asset there for you to put them in a, YouTube advertisement, uh, or creative in this case to, um, market to your shoppers. You want to try to get away from the dealership. So I know that probably doesn't thrill some dealers because the old way is like the, uh, the guy with the tuxedo and the car on the lot and the gorilla in the background. So <laughs> my dealer friends, I'm, I'm half kidding. I know that we've gotten past out in many cases, but, uh, we really want to get that vehicle away from the store. So, we want to try to get it, you know, like maybe in someone's driveway or going down a, a you know, a beautiful road, but something that really gets them out of, uh, you know, kind of that lot, that lot experience. And then what we've also seen is that we shouldn't be afraid of a, of a call to action or, or pricing. You know, people, people want that. That's, that's enticing to, you know, they're in market. In many cases where if you're using, you know, Google audiences the way you should, chances are these ads are showing for people that are in market for your product. And they actually want to know pricing. They they're eager. They want to see that payment. They want to see that call to action to learn more um, view, inventory, schedule an appointment. Um, but the key, and I'm going off a little tangent, which I'm sure you don't mind, but the key again, is that the creative's important. It's absolutely important. Um, but we, we also want to make sure we're getting to the right people. So unlike that ad that I said, when we're all sitting down watching Monday Night Football and we all see the same ad for Lowe's, if we use audience solutions the way that we're supposed to, and these these are things like in-market audiences, right, which is a great one with auto, and we are using the right strategy and tactics, then we we just got a huge leg up because we are now putting our creative in front of somebody who really wants to see it. They're eager to engage. They've shown through their behavior that um, they are not uh, interested in learning about payments and test drives and safety reviews. And so we just, we just increased our odds big time by putting it in front of those people instead of just general population.
2: It's interesting, you know, just thinking, we we spoke at one point around the dealer who knows the mail piece they ran last quarter and how many pieces went out, and you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The reality is they set at the, at, you still do mail, you set parameters about who that target audience, right? Um, and so, Nat, well, what I'm hearing you say is, hey, take the same kind of targeted approach that you do with some old school mediums and apply it to technology, and, and chances are you're going to be pleasantly surprised, you know?
1: Thank you. And, and thank you for bringing that up. Um, I think this is a good segue. So, like, here's the difference that I would say. We, we definitely care about all of that data that we get from our partners, okay? And I'm not going to name them here, but there are a lot of wonderful partners out there that have incredible amounts of data. And frankly, they have data that Google doesn't have. Um, right. It's nice to know what the, what the uh, household income is. It's nice to know what your average, what your current car payment is. It's nice to know that you have, uh, maybe you're currently driving a uh, Toyota Corolla and you have a Honda uh, Civic in the driveway. Uh, it's nice to know what equity position you're in, right? So all of these are like super important, but I'll ask you this. What's more important knowing all of that or knowing that I just searched for a Honda Odyssey three times in the past 48 hours. Yeah. Pretty powerful stuff, right? Yeah. So, so that's, that's where we really tap into like the power of search and and it really gets back to intent. The power of intent is really getting, how can we get to a place where we can harness all that power of like knowing when someone is really in market and then, and then, And then going after that shopper. And an analogy I would use for direct mail would be with something like TrueView, for example. TrueView has is a product through YouTube. It's a it's an advertising product that you click on to skip if you don't want to see it. You guys ever clicked on skip? Every day. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple times a day. Same same here. I click skip all the time. So imagine this. Imagine if uh, well, first of all, the way that that works is when you when the ad pops up right before you're going to watch your video and you have about five seconds to skip, well, when you hit skip, you're not charged. Uh, The advertiser is not charged for that. So imagine this, imagine if I am um, selling you a direct mail campaign and I say, okay, uh, Nick, uh, this is the best direct mail campaign you've ever seen. Um, My data is superior to any data you're going to find. Everyone that this is going to drop to is in market for a vehicle. They all have beacon scores over 700. I'm gonna drop it two days before payday and I've got approved creative and it's on the most beautiful card stock you've ever seen. Uh, are you in or you out? Well, you're super interested, right? Yeah. What I'm I that one. And, and to make this deal a little sweeter, I am going to not charge you for every single piece of mail that someone does not open so if they go to their mailbox and they throw it away, I will not charge you for those mailers. You get a credit for any one of, any one of those mailers. And, as you just fell out of your chair, right? <laughs> and anyone who opens a mailer and then reads like the first paragraph but then doesn't read any of it, I'm not gonna charge you for those either. I'm only gonna charge you for a mail that you open, you read the entire thing, and then after that, it's up to you. I will charge you for those. Can you imagine the, the response, you know, from our dealer community, I mean, to be here, sign, you know, here's a check, right? Yeah. Well, to be clear, I mean, that's exactly what YouTube does. It's wow. exactly what YouTube does and it's called TrueView. So great product. Um, something, something I would suggest dealers take a hard look at if they're looking to, you know, get in front of their customers, in market customers and, and do it in a smart, efficient way.
2: That's awesome. Danny, what, uh, Tony, this has been fantastic. I've learned, I think, um, a lot. My eyes have been opened a little bit. Danny, what'd
0: you take out of today's conversation? It just sounds like there's such a, such an opportunity out there. We talk about search, we talk about YouTube and measuring success, understanding what it is, the metrics that are out there. Um, how they really align to to what your personal goals are. And there's tools out there and Google's one of them that allows you to, to connect to people that are really more interested and have that high intent, like you said, but then also measure success as you go. And so I think it's just a huge opportunity. And I'm definitely going to right after we finish here, read the Google dealer guidebook 2.0 because I need to know what's in there for sure. What about you, Nick? I think for, for me, it's, you got to start by educating yourself. And I think we all have
2: varying degrees of understanding of kind of um, how all this works and any amount of education is going to level up kind of that understanding. And so if you're entry level and, you know, the first step is is getting an education, or if you have more of advanced knowledge, it's what can you do to be a little more strategic in your um, approach. So yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Um, I think it's going to help dealers on, a, on the right trajectory for um, 2021. And Tony, we appreciate your time today. This, this has
1: been great. We'd love to have you back. For sure. I love that. Thank you so much. I, I can talk about this stuff all day and uh, I'd look forward to it. Yeah, great. Awesome. Thanks so much. And be
2: sure to um, like this podcast, like the walk around, click share, share it with your friends and pass it along and then shoot us a note. Other interesting topics uh, you want to know about. Sure. Thanks for listening. Be sure to keep listening to the walk around as we explore the retail automotive space to keep up with the leaders that are influencing the
0: retail automotive landscape today. We really appreciate you joining us today. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe and rate us and share it with your friends.